Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Welcome, everyone to part two with Glacia Rain and welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth. Hi, Eden. Hi, Kim. This is so, fun. We get to t- we get to have Glacia for two episodes. <laughs> yeah, we we just felt like we we got channeled messages that were very important that she be here for part one and two. And it's so relevant and related to what's going on in the world right now that I just feel I feel really inspired that our listeners get to hear this. And I'm sure that a lot of people are going to listen to it twice and take notes to understand it in a deeper level. So I think it's really good. Um, So to start with, on your website, Glacia, you you say this, are you desiring and asking for something more, but don't know what would be the most rewarding and fulfilling choice to make? And I want to repeat that for our audience, because I really think at the beginning of the year, and, and I've been getting this a lot with, with my readings, um, people are at this place right now, um, just with, with the pandemic or with whatever shifting in the world. So the question on her website is, are you desiring and asking for something more, but don't know what would be the most rewarding and fulfilling choice to make? And this makes me think of a time, it, it, you know, I read that when I was researching about her and it made me think of a time when um, I was actually teaching special education. I had worked um, back in, starting back in like 1998, I had worked with adults with disabilities and severe behavior problems. And then I went into working in special education for quite a long time, um, kids in wheelchairs, um, you name it. And the hours were crazy and I just, I liked it and I felt like it was fulfilling, but I just kept feeling this nudge, this, this like emptiness, like you are not fulfilling your purpose. You're not following your path. And I was like, okay, well, what, what would be more rewarding and fulfilling? What am I supposed to be doing? I don't get it. And so really what would help me is just to keep asking, you know, put me where I'm supposed to be God, you know, divine source, put me where I'm supposed to be. And so I ended up feeling very pulled to New Yorka's teachings, which she was on our show a while back. Um, and I went to her like week long course with my husband not knowing that it would be life-changing for me and ended up realizing in that course that I needed to quit everything I was doing and step into becoming a coach and, and then step forth more with all the other stuff I was doing. And so that's what that question made me realize like, okay, that that's what happened with me. And so I think that a lot of people are there, Eden, what about you? Like, are you there now? Or do you remember a time in the past when you felt like that? Oh yeah. Um, there was a time I think the kids were little and I was, I just had a, just kind of a regular job. I wasn't doing anything that I was passionate about doing, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I was passionate about anything. (laughs) 
Um, so it was just like kind of a limbo place. And um, shortly after that, like I felt like a dullness or a, um, I guess the just limbo place where I, I was just there, but not really progressing. Um, I is when I got this phone call from my sister um, asking me to do something that I would never, I've never done before. I, to use the skills that I knew that I had as a medium to help one of her friends. And uh, that turned into what I'm doing now for the last 10 years, working with clients and helping them, you know, heal from losing their loved ones, um, which feels so purposeful, so powerful and gratifying. Um, it feel, feels like a calling. And uh, I think I laughed when, and I resisted when I got that call. I didn't want to do it, um, but something in me kept telling me, no, I have to listen to this. I have to follow. And thank goodness I did because this is where I'm at now and I'm happy with it. But yes, I think there's so many people and I have a client I met with today who um, they, it came through in the reading that she needs to do, um, she needs to work with babies. And she's like, oh my gosh, well, I guess there's my answer because she's in a nursing school and she keeps telling herself she doesn't want to have to deal with delivering babies if um, because some of them die. And she would rather go and do something else in the medical field that's not as fun or fulfilling for her or she it's not her passion her passion is working with the babies and delivering babies but she didn't want to do that she wanted to deny it because she felt like it would it, it would be sad mm -hmm. <laughs> um so but it just like immediately came through and they told her that because that's what her soul wants to do mm. yeah so but a lot of times we don't listen to that or we don't ask you know what is our purpose yeah, so Glacia, how do you help your clients with this? I just listen to their higher selves. Yeah. It's it's really easy for me. Um, and typically they say, Yep, I've been getting that message. So, you know, their higher self has been nudging them and and then they'll come to me to be like, Well, I'm not sure. And then I just listen to their higher self, say whatever comes through, if it makes sense to me or not. And um, and then people typically are in alignment with it already. They've heard it, you know, and sometimes yeah. it's hard where they're, they had never thought of that, but it resonates with them still. So. Mm -hmm. Like a confirmation. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you say that it, it's because you, you have those intuitive, intuitive gifts that you can tune into that. Yeah. 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 My higher self all the time as another, it's just an inner voice sound. Um, and everybody has this ability. So your higher self exists within the different layers of your aura, which extend way out into the universe. But yeah, your it's whether someone I, I get a lot of I get a lot of light workers that I do readings for, but they get scared to step into that next level. And I think they get scared of knowing bad things or being wrong or there's so many different things. And so I think that um, more and more people right now are being called to things like that, to those levels, for sure. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people are being called into healing and things like that. A lot of people are feeling this transition that you were just talking about, how they're not who they used to be. They're not who they are want to be yet. And they're just in that transition period looking for you know, guidance or 
waiting for that call or waiting for things to show up in front of them. And there's a difference there too, because what I, my experience, I, without even being conscious of what I was doing, I was waiting for the opportunity to come to me rather than force it. And a lot of people are impatient with that because they're out for the money. They're, you know, they have this attachment to, to yes. making, making money. So that's, it's, uh, it's so much harder i think it makes it a, a harder with um path with more obstacles when you come from that place yeah yeah it's it's um i have a client that that she chose she researched which career would make the most money even mm. though she had a dream to do something else went and got the degree in that thing ended up she's still working in that field and is in a deep depression and so mm. because she never ever followed the things she really wanted to do yeah yeah forcing your path is the slowest way mm, that's a good way to say yeah <laughs> okay and then yeah. and then how do we know well i mean i know now from learning so much about myself but i want to help the people who are listening to get more connected more aligned with their higher self so they will know what it feels like to force versus let it flow yeah, so a lot of people feel like they have to hear their higher self, but the higher self will communicate in a variety of different ways, including lining you up with songs, or you wake up in the morning with song lyrics in your head, or yeah. um, you feel something, you know, you feel drawn or pulled, like there's a magnetic pull to something. That's your higher self guiding you into that. Um, but as a way to really access that, going within and listening. So when people want to hear their higher selves, a lot of times they're asking questions, but then they're speculating the answer, which keeps them in, um, in an action. So your higher self, you receive the information. So if you're taking action, you're, you're actually projecting, not receiving. Mm -hmm. So that's a really big thing that a lot of people don't take the time to let go and kind of drift and wait for an answer from their higher selves. Right. Therein lies the impatience. <laughs> you know, when you, it's interesting because when you talk about signs, I always see signs, we always see signs, you know, um, and we text each other. But I remember like 20 years ago, I was, I was getting into more of spiritual teachings and I had someone at a bar tell me, we just got into a conversation and they said, oh, you, you should read the Celestine Prophecy. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And then I ended up in a supermarket in a conversation and someone said the same thing. And I still was kind of like, okay, that's weird. Someone else told me the same thing. And so then I'm in the car on the phone um, and we did, God, we already had cell phones because we do, I remember I had just, started having a cell phone then and I'm in the car we were allowed to be on the phone in the car back then <laughs> and and I'm talking to my friend and I go oh you know this weird thing happened to me lately and th these two people told me to read the Celestine prophecy and she goes <gasps> and I'm like what and she goes uh, I have it in my hand right now and oh I was my like, gosh I was like, oh my God. So I went and bought it immediately. And that was one of the first spiritual books I re you know, read and studied. So anyway, it just reminded me of that. Yeah, that book was actually a starting point for a lot of people. 
Hmm. And I've never read it. Maybe I need to. <laughs> I know I should go back and see how I see it now. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Um, all right. Well, I started this question in the episode prior to this, <laughs> not realizing in my notes that this was that it was for this session, uh, this episode. So I'm going to ask you again, can you imprinting the timelines and um, which is what we talked about on the phone the other day. And you mentioned masculine, feminine energies, electric, magnetic energies. Um, yeah. Tell us more about that. I'd love to. So we all have masculine and feminine energies and they're meant to be in a state of balance. So they work in harmony with each other. When we're dealing with polarity, it's really important to balance polarity. Everything in this reality is polarized, but it can be um, that imbalanced polarity or it can be that harmonized polarity. So we want the harmonized polarity. So yeah. the is the electric energy it's the energy that moves out into the world and the feminine is the magnetic that draws that energy that the masculine puts out brings it back so when we're manifesting it's important to start with the feminine the feminine side receives the information so we don't take action before we receive that so the feminine part of yourself the magnetic part receives the information, hands it over to the masculine who takes action in energy first. And this is where a lot of people um, get confused because when you take action in the physical, it's actually a very slow way to manifest. The fastest way to manifest is in the energetics. So the masculine energy can manifest with imagination and using that imagination to create a vibrational imprint that gets imprinted into the timeline. So when that goes out and it goes into the fabric of reality, which is the timelines are made of, right? So it goes into that. And then the feminine, once it's imprinted into the timeline, the masculine's work is done and the magnetic part pulls that energy back in. And it's already tuned to it because it started there. Handed off, goes out, comes back because it matches all of and so when we do this with intention, recognize the steps to take, you start manifesting almost instantly when you do this. Wow. Well, I know. I'm like, this is like a, a science lesson. A right. Lesson but I feel, like it, I feel like it also matches. Remember the cards last night that we were drawn to and one was, mm -hmm. one was feminine and one was masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I am taking that in. People, so when we talk about like the law of attraction, when we talk about manifestation, a lot of people say it doesn't work for me. And that's because they're not doing one of those steps. And it's usually that they're not waiting for the, um, manifestation to arrive they go out looking for it which is actually staying in the masculine so when people don't leave that masculine energy their manifestations never come back because they're continuously moving out ah uh, okay wow. so that's like when people in their lives have situations that don't ever work out so they'll try one thing it doesn't work and then they try something else and they keep trying and trying and trying but nothing pans out and then they'll kind of come back and say, poor me, my life sucks. 
and the law of attraction doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And really, there's just a misconception about how it works. So a lot of people, um, I'll use a car analogy, will put it in drive and go forward and then put it in reverse and go backward and then put it back in forward. And so they'll just go back and forth because they will focus on having it. What would it be like to have it and get into that? I want it. I would love to have it. That'd be great. But then they practice being who they already are, which is not the person with that. So the minimum amount of time in the energies of having it and a maximum amount of time in the energies of not having it. Mm-hmm. And so they actually just keep creating more not having it because that's where their attention is primary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to energetically become like you've already have it. And that's, and that's it's interesting because Napoleon Hill would talk about that, you know, way back in the day, like Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich, he has, he has a lot, I think I have, oh my God, I have it like right here. And it's, um, of course I have it right here, right? You guys, um, the secret mm-hmm. law of attraction as explained by Napoleon Hill. And, um, it was written, I think like in the thirties and, um, they were, they were already finding out stuff like this back then. And another one is Catherine Ponder talks. Do you know who that is? Yeah. She talks about, oh, she's, she was back in the day as well. Um, Catherine Ponder, Florence Govelshin, they talk about law of attraction, those principles way back, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Um, and that was really out there then, you yeah. know, it's out there for some now even. So, um, so if you could put it into a simple formula that we could memorize, what would, what would that be? <laughs> and so that would be get clear about what it is that you would like first. When you're manifesting, you want to know what it is, not how you're going to do it, but what. So figure out the what, and then start asking the open-ended questions to start receiving the guidance. So an example would be a house. You know, so what do I want? An off-grid house with, you know, gardens and whatever, right? And then from there, spending as much time as possible daydreaming that up. What would it be like? What would it feel like? The visualizations are much less important than the um, feelings. It's the feelings that imprint the fabric of reality. So um, get into that vibrational alignment over and over and over until it's just who you are now. So you let go of who you were of not having it Mm -hmm. by practicing having it energetically. And a way you can do it is create a symbol that represents that for you. Put that symbol around because every time you see that symbol, your subconscious mind is going to get back into that vibrational state. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And what's the difference though between, I mean, I think there are, there's such a fine line we have to all learn between the desperation or the the wanting it so badly that it becomes a negative and letting go and allowing it to come in. Yeah. Well, wanting is its own specific vibration. So if you if you want something, then you're not having it. You're wanting it. So getting out of that immediately. So that's where the more time you spend wanting something and thinking about having something someday I'll have it, you won't get it if you stay in that space. Mm. It really involves that that daydreaming. So putting in the energetic first, it has to happen in every manifestation. That has to happen. And sometimes that can happen 
by dropping resistance. So that means you go on vacation, you forget about the stresses and you're there and suddenly all these things show up, but that's because you're not practicing who you normally are. You're letting yourself be outside. Mm. Mm. Wow. I love okay. it. I love it. I love it. I okay. think we have to title this one um, manifesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because this is important. And I don't know if the audience heard that last line that she said, because it kind of sounds like it went out. But I just want to say we have to practice what she said is we have to practice living outside of ourselves. That's what you said, right? Okay. Of who we are. All right. Right. Okay. Or, or stepping into really who we can become. Like it's, it's in there. It's just finding it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Really letting go of what we're not is one of the biggest things. Cause a lot of people super on themselves. I can't do it. I'm not able to, that's for somebody else, not me. And really all those perspectives tell your subconscious mind that you don't have the power. So even when you do start trying to take action, it's, it's like uh, lighting a match compared to a flamethrower. Mm. Wow. Oh. And I know this is a whole other thing that we don't need to get into, but I know that there's also blocks, like why people think that way. That's, a, that's another piece to this. Because so, some people can't just shift into thinking more positively, you know, there's, right. more, there's more to it. Limiting beliefs, all kinds yeah. of things, right? Even the so understanding that express has energetic codes is huge. So a lot of times people understand that they have a feeling, but they don't understand it's just a code within the energy system that can be shifted. And when you start looking at emotions as codes, that then you can easily remove them. And also looking at the story around it. So in the healing work with the ancestral trauma, sometimes it really helps people to understand where it came from. Where it came from, yeah. And so mm-hmm. they'll, but um, if they don't know that it's ancestral trauma, it will show up as just a negative pattern in their life that they have no control over because there's nothing it's connected to. So a lot of times we're told, to go to the original incident, which I like to do a lot of times, not to go relive it, but to discover where, where's the roots, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, it's, it's ancestral, they, they're at a loss. They just don't understand, why am I like this? It doesn't make sense. And that's mm-hmm. um, the energetics of whatever problem that their ancestors had just keeps getting passed through the spiritual DNA. And then because it shows up very early in life and they witness it in their family, that prints their um, version of reality to be that is how life is. So we really getting down to that foundation and looking, is life really that way? Is it that way for every single person? And asking those questions, you know, how they don't have that experience. What are they doing that I'm not doing? Or what, are, what am I doing that they're not doing? really starting to look at how you're orienting yourself in the world. Mm. And I, and I know that with, with, if I'm correct, ancestral trauma, if you heal it, you heal it for seven generations forward and backward. And you heal it even in people that are quantumly connected to you. Wow. That's amazing. So, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cause I am, um, I've talked about it before, but with all the severe hormonal stuff that I've gone through, um, 
it's been genetically passed down generation, generation. And so it's like, I get into this empowered state, like, okay, I'm doing this deep healing work now to heal it for my mom and who's still here, thank God. And for my daughters that are here and for, you know, all of that, that it's like, whoa, that's crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like taking one for the team really. Yes. And that makes sense because my, I go through a lot of what I call detox symptoms and I've been doing that for probably 20 years. And there's often days where I'm not feeling well. And my husband will say, why are you doing this? <laughs> and, and it's always that answer. It's always because it's not just for me. I want to heal everybody around me. And energetically, I get to do that by taking one for the team. Yeah, I like it. It's I worth it. It is. It's worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, shifting now, I mean, it's now it's actually kind of on the same path as healing. Uh, Glacia, you teach how to command the cells in our body. And I know you discussed GMOs. Can you elaborate on this some more? Because especially right now, everyone's panicked about their health. And, um, and even in the new year, people are way more focused on their health usually. And so hopefully this will encourage them to be throughout the year and, and on. Um, can you elaborate on this? Yeah, the, the body and the mind will trigger each other. So the mind will trigger the body to have um, different uh, symptoms, right? And so the mind can overpower the body's consciousness if you're aware that it can. So mind over matter, right? Mm -hmm. so with this new grid, that is part of the new earth template. We're sovereign beings, cosmic sovereign beings. We have the right to command anything in our body. We were given this body and anything that comes into it becomes our possession. So when you take something in, you can recode it or deny running those codes because like GMOs are not made of pure source energy. They are a perversion of it. So therefore you don't have to run those. You're, you're not even designed to run those anyways. So avoiding them, I would say, is better. But right now, we're in a world where there's stuff in the water, in the air, in the food. It's everywhere. Yeah. And right. it's really taking the consciousness of your body and starting to fine-tune your connection between your mind and your body and um, instructing it. So our bodies, our energy bodies, can generate light frequencies that allow us to um, heal. And so when we have our mind set to recode our body, our body will start to run whatever we send it. So when people say, um, you know, something like I am sick or I'm getting sick or something like that, they're actually imprinting that into their body. And they could say something more like, what would it take for my body to just um, heal immediately or something like that? Right? Mm. So in this new grid energy, we're really supported in our sovereignty, in our body sovereignty and spiritual sovereignty. But I okay. love that. And that's <laughs> such a great reminder, the questions, because, um, and that's what New York also teaches is that, you know, if, if we want to manifest something or what you just said about our bodies or even money, like right now, a lot of people may feel like they're lacking money. Instead, and if you know that your goal setting is going to say, 
I'm going to make, you know, $100,000 and your mind is filled with doubt, then instead you could say, how can I attract the resources and the energy and the connections to manifest and create $100,000 by this date? And so I think that that's beautiful to remind our listeners. And, and for me, I mean, I forget too. It's like, Geez, you know, like, it's like we get filled with so much information. Sometimes we forget to do our own tools. So I love that you just mentioned that. Yeah, it's a really good way to manifest asking those open-ended questions. And if you do it every morning, how can I be in alignment with my greatest good today? Start your day that way every day. And then you're imprinting the energy of that day's timeline with that. Or how can I be of greatest service with the greatest ease and joy or having the most fun possible or whatever it is you want the experience to be. But the questions really are the path to your greatest good. Statements are so much less effective than questions, especially mm-hmm. affirmations like you were just saying. If people say, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, and then their mind is like, really? Because you owe this much? <laughs> yeah. They actually are generating that, I don't have money, I don't have enough, and um, switching that around to how can I, or what would it look like, what would it feel like, where would I be, who would I be with, and really just opening all of that up. Daydreaming is so cool. But don't quit your daydream, that's what I like to say. Don't ah, that's cool. Oh. Yeah, because it teaches your consciousness to look for it yeah. as well. Yeah, we're, we, we are generators of infinite possibilities, and we're only bound by the limitations that we accept. And so those questions just open it up. What would it take? What would it be like? And it, you can feel almost an instant shift. You know, the difference between I can't and how can I? Very mm-hmm. Ah, that is. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> it's profound. Okay. I need to use that. I can't. I use it all I the time. So thank you for the reminder. Oh my god. Yeah, yes. because it's 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 different than when we tried. I think I used to say, "Don't say I can't. Just believe that you can." But sometimes we, it's hard to get to that place that we believe it. So when we say, "How can I?" It it seems more plausible. Yeah. Feasible. Yes. And the sub- yeah. Doesn't cannot stand an unanswered question. So we need to use that to our advantage because our subconscious mind creates 95% of the alignments within our physical reality. So if you ask your subconscious mind or you just ask in general, you know, what would it take to have the subconscious mind suddenly is like, I don't know the answer. I got to figure this out. And we'll start making all these different alignments to show you what that is. Mm-hmm. But the subconscious mind is like, okay, <laughs> you know, So if you like a yes or no, if you're like, do I want more money? Yes. The subconscious mind is like, that's, that doesn't pertain to me, you know? But if you say, how can I have more money? The subconscious mind suddenly perks up and it's like, okay, I have a job now. I need to go figure this out. So that's a really easy way to start shifting your timelines is asking those questions. Wow. We should have told people to um, get a notepad out for this one. (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i think common ones you know like we can we can give examples like i think a common one for the new year would be that people people in layman's terms say oh i want to lose weight i want to stop eating too much 
Um, you know, I want to be able to wear that dress. So instead you could be like, how can I feel my most vital and vibrant and look amazing in my favorite pair of jeans by February, you know, or whatever, you know, and that, and then all of a sudden you feel more excited about it. And then of course, if you add in the law of attraction and you put the emotion in there and you see yourself as that, and you know that even if, even if only this little teeny bit of you believes it, make that little bit bigger and step into it. And the question is going to lead you and it's going to help shift your consciousness and train your mind to start thinking about that topic in a different way, instead of maybe a disempowered way like you did in the past. Absolutely. Because of like what you said earlier, because if we stay the same as we all have always been, we're not going to get the result that we want. So, so we have to shift our mindset. Okay. Right. So what would be another one? Name name one more, you guys, for the new year. <laughs> for the new year. Other than, I mean, my focus has always been the weight loss. So, um, and we talked about money. I mean, those are the two big things for most for people. World? How about yeah. for the world? Like people are really, really, people are taking it on for themselves of what's going on in the world. They're taking it on as their own. And so how could we, you know, Eden or Glacia, how could we shift that into a question? Well, just asking something like, what would it take for people to start loving themselves in a way that allows them to choose their greatest path forward? Mm. For the energy Love it. support humanity in their greatest ascension process. What would it take for our bodies to activate their immune systems in a way that's never been done before to completely eradicate disease. You know, you can ask anything at all. I love it. As generative um, reality, it's really, that's what we came here to do is to open up new possibilities in this little limited space. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I want to remind, it just made me think of, um, you know, I've been hearing some people just feel so hopeless, just mentioning that about the world. Um, you know, I, that helps me feel way more faith filled and hopeful. I already did, but even more. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that are like, Oh, everything's horrible and chaotic. What's the point? Everything sucks. Like they're to that point. And so to really, to really shift and go, you know what? Every little thing I do, if I put a positive post out there, if I call a friend or text a friend and say something nice, you know, if I smile with my eyes at a stranger, that's making a difference. And, and then asking those questions along with it, it's going to help shift you to feeling like there is some joy in your life and harmony in your life, even if there is some chaos or darkness outside. Yeah. And then also recognizing a lot of people don't realize they do this, but they ask the questions that lead them to the negative experience. Like what else could go wrong or mm-hmm. worse than this, or yeah. is this going to go on? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. is corruption going to last, and, you know, questions like that. You don't want to know the answers to those. So when we're asking questions, it's important to know that every question you ask, the subconscious mind activates to find the answer good, bad, or otherwise. So mm. ask questions that you want. And, you know, like with Access Consciousness, they teach, how does it get any better than this? That's a great question to always have. How does it get any better than this? Not, 
it doesn't get any better than this. Some people actually say that it doesn't get any better than this. Like what? No. Right. So really so, the language is very yeah. important. Okay. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. That's something that we've talked about before, but in a very different way, this is going to be so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's so perfect for 2021. I'm so excited. Um, so I noticed that you had a lot of gemstones and you had a lot on your Etsy page. Do you make that, the jewelry and the gemstones? How do you, like, what is that? Um, that is basically the same stuff as Organite. Organite's a brand. So I call mine Glacialite because I can't use the term Organite, but it's just crystals and metals and resin to help um, balance the energies in your home and, or car. And then on your body too, you know, when you wear it on your body, it's helping to balance. Do you have one specific that you like to have around for you? One specific crystal? Uh, oh, wow. Not one specific. Not one. It just depends on the day or the mood. Yeah, I do okay. like a lot. Selenite is a record keeper for the planet. So when you're meditating with selenite, you can actually access the template of the true history of the planet rather than the corrupt version that's been told to us so you can start getting ancient wisdom through selenite okay and what about um as long as we're on the topic um clear quartz i've heard that one is very powerful too it is a wonderful all-purpose stone something i do want to mention about as we're trying to access higher consciousness it's really important to know that crystals activate the root chakra so they're actually putting you down into the lower chakras a lot of the time they're very grounding into this lower level of like earthly survival and stuff like that so not having them on all the time giving yourself a chance to let your root chakra settle down especially at night so if people sleep with crystals around their bed and they're having insomnia or trouble sleeping it's because the crystals keep activating their root chakra and that's the chakra primarily responsible for physical energy uh, okay that's good to know <laughs> i know because i mean what about when people hold them in their bra or in their pocket so if we're trying to do the ascending then you're saying it's kind of a negative um, result or a negative, it, it makes us go backwards. It can be, or if you want to focus on those areas of your life, it can be really beneficial. So it really depends on where you're trying to orient yourself. Most people right now need to be in the root chakra, clearing out survival issues, especially with the whole, <laughs> people are afraid of dying and that fear is actually a vibration of death. So mm. productive by holding that energy and that gets stuck in the root chakra. The root and the sacral chakra is where fear primarily gets stuck. So getting down into those, dissolving those issues. And that really has to do with trusting source. And really mm -hmm. because if you try to trust your government or try to trust the politicians, I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay so, okay well um this has been like woo, i'm just blown away it's all been so amazing and extraordinary and um we are very honored that you got to be on two episodes thank right? you yeah it's such a pleasure being here 
Yeah, Eden went on and on about how great her session with you was. So can you tell people how to find you? Um, you can connect with me through my website at glacierain.com. And I have a um, book a session tab at the top that describes all of my different uh, sessions that are available. I do all kinds of different types of healing. So, Okay. Well, I'll be doing more with her. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for being here. And um, we you've taught us so much. A lot to take in now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all excited. Thank you for having me on. How can I be even more excited? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That's that too. <laughs> right? Right. And how can I, how can our listeners all be in safety, harmony, and peace for 2021 and on there. That's for everybody out there. Yep. I love it. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you and hear you on the next one. Bye. Bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.